Hello again, Pokemon fans. The Pokecast once again brings you the journey of Ash Ketchum. And myself, Dan and Eric, are here to discuss the journey with you. And, alright, based on the two episodes we're about to talk about, how is Ash doing right now? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, ugh, there, there's so much wrong with Ash. I mean, right now, Ash? it's fuck Pokemon, stay alive. Yeah, this is this is going to be survival training 101. So, holy shit. Th- th- this will be interesting to discuss. Uh this is where we kind of stop following what the game's doing and we do our own thing because the Saint Anne in the video game 100% does not crash. It's, it happens a little bit imagine? later, right? It happens later in the game too. No, this is about it. Uh, I don't remember if you do the St. Anne before or after you fight the gym leader, though. But I know it's... After three? It's after... It's in Vermilion City. So we're in the right spot for it. But... Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay, well. It's fine. It's fine. So, if anybody out there has ever seen the Poseidon Adventure... uh, Or Poseidon, the remake that happened in the last years we don't talk about that do we i don't know i don't know anything about the remake other than that it exists i've never seen it i mean i've definitely seen the original yeah i mean it can't be worse than fucking last airbender (laughs) you know those can be famous last words right (laughs) all right so let's let's discuss battle aboard the saint anne the 15th episode and then when we get to Next week's dual episodes, we're going to review a lost episode, but don't you worry, because there's plenty of places, apparently, to watch this online. So, we will not have an issue This episode was aired out of sequence in the United States. Yes, this was actually the first dubbed episode. So, thanks. So, what a great episode to start with is, hey, here's Ash, he's got a bunch of Pokemon, he... Just, he's sweet-talked into trading one he really cares about, and they might be dead. I mean, <laughs> that's his fault. He should have never have traded. No, he, he should not have. He should have known what he had, all, like, right from the beginning. But I do appreciate this episode for being funny. It is a legitimately funny episode. So... Ash and I know his part f- made me laugh the hardest, and it wasn't it wasn't unintentional. <laughs> All right, let's when when we get to that part, please reveal because I'm not sure what it is, but I might have an idea. So, of course, they're like, "Wow, look at these luxury liners! Wouldn't it be great to take a cruise like that?" They're just bebopping through town, and then they come to the harbor. Yeah, they're walking oh, along the docks. And then, oh, this this looks great. Yeah, we can't afford that. Yeah. Oh, that's the famous St. Anne. Oh. Oh, okay. Cool. I appreciate everybody's knowledge so on the So they start matter. thinking about everything they're going to do on the ship, and then Brock's like, yeah, we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't beaten up enough kids and taken their money yet, so. <laughs> Brock, ever the realist. Dude, that's what I love about Pokemon games, is that when you beat other trainers, you get money. 
So you beat up their pets and you take their money. So their milk money. <laughs> if you really want to get on the cruise, we got to go find some more kids, beat the crap out of their pets, and then we can we can take a luxury vacation. Do some dog fighting. Could you imagine? Just like is that your dog? And you kick it in the face. You owe me five hundred dollars. <laughs> like what the fuck? Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, that got dark real fast. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So they run into these freaking Genguro girls because that's how they are specifically defined. That's the fashion trend that they're disguised as, and it's. Very obviously Jesse and James, but somehow they fall for it because they always do. They're like, hey, I'm surprised Misty didn't realize it. <laughs> you got you radical guys wanna go on a cruise? Do you know anybody who says radical anymore? Remember, this is like 1998, so radical was already a dead word, and we're watching <laughs> this in 2021. Kind of sums things up for you. They're like, yeah, there's going to be a big Pokemon trainer party. Like, we can't afford this. Uh, Like, totally dumb ass. They're free. You won a contest or something. Yeah, we got to go party with our boyfriends. So, here, have a have our tickets. Which is funny because there's two of them and somehow three of them get on the ship. But, you know. At yeah, least... That's, I didn't even think about that. By the way, this is one of many instances when they wear disguises, but more often than not, James is actually dressed in drag. So. He even matches it afterwards. He was like, I would have made a pretty good looking girl. Have, have you discovered his not so subtle hint of him being gay yet? He already said that he'll never go straight again. So. Yeah, but then he's also, like, fawning over Jesse. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> he also thought he was going to die, so. <laughs> Imagine if that was his last words. Jesse, since we're going to die, I just want to let you know I'm gay. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so, this is the first time we get to see the boss. Who turns out, of course, you know, to be... I didn't. I didn't put this together... I I just now realize Meowth belongs to the boss. Yes. Not to Jesse or James. Yes, he's actually the boss's Pokemon. That's a thing. Which is why... Not when anymore. He, You've when been he, replaced. When he gets replaced, he has a friggin' meltdown over it. He gets replaced with the evolved form of himself. Good old that's Persian. Sad. <laughs> it's a little depressing, yeah. Because if that's the evolved form, then technically Meowth is the kitten, which means he threw the kitten out. That's just not cool. But here's the thing about the boss, Giovanni. He's an Italian mobster who likes cats. Can I really hate him with my background? <laughs> with my heritage no. and no, no. my love for cats? I can't hate this guy. So, yeah, Giovanni, the mafia. That's the first episode where we see other people from Team Rocket. Yes, because Team Rocket's not just two Bumble, Bumble Duns. 
It's uh, there's no. It's a, a whole bunch of bumble <laughs> It's actually a team. Yes. So the other thing is that for some reason in these early episodes, he's got like the super demonic disguise voice, and then later they just drop it and they give him a regular human voice. And I always kind of wondered why why that was. I'll Pro- put you next time, gadget. Next time. Yeah, because it's not like it's not like it's just an on the phone thing. In the future episodes, when the camera's actually with him. When it were on his perspective, his voice is still disguised like that. So, eh. I think it's one of those things where they're trying to make it more like um, more surprising when they finally do admit who it is. But it doesn't make sense right now because nobody should know who the fuck he is. So you could just use his normal voice. They're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" That's now, true. Had it been somebody that they've already met, it would have made more sense. Dude, what if Gary Oak was the leader of Team Rocket? It would actually explain a lot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, they get on the ship, and Ash starts freaking out because there's a Pokemon battle going on. It's this old southern gentleman, and I got me Eradicate. And he kicks some kid Starmie's ass, but he's actually a gentleman, because that's one of the Pokemon trainers you fight on the St. Anne are the gentlemen. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, kid. Your Starmie's pretty good. Just train it better. And then Ash is like, hey, how about a battle with my Butterfree? So, of course, he accepts. Butterfree wins, and he's like, that Butterfree's great. I'm gonna take it. I will call it a tie, like he's the fucking... Oh, yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, his Eradicate gets its ass kicked, so he's just like, we're just going to call this a tie. And Ash was like, I was winning. So Jesse... <laughs> never actually win a fucking battle. <laughs> Even when he actually was going to win? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is he actually beat Lieutenant Surge? It's, yeah. a good, it's a good thing Brock told him what to do, but he at least won the battle. Wait till we get to the other gym battles, of course. See how he keeps going here. So, we also notice that Jesse and James are disguised as waiters. And everybody's in position. And James is just kind of mulling about. And here comes this freaking Razor Ramon salesman. I was like, hey Chico, do you want to buy a Magikarp? And he scams the hell out of him in one of the funny... A Magikarp? You could sell a Magikarp for a lot of money because it makes uh, has a thousand babies and then they have a thousand babies. That's a million Pokemon! How much money do you think you could make selling them? <laughs> so, of course, this guy scams the living hell out of James. Yeah, it costs him his next month advance and Jesse's next month advance. I can't say anything because I also got scammed in buying a Magikarp in the game. Yeah, but the guy <laughs> in the game is like 500 for a Magikarp. Like, this guy is like... That's true. How much did I make over there at Team Rocket? I remember buying that Magikarp and then immediately getting the fishing rod and fishing one, and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't buy that one. Unless it's going to be the cool one that evolves into the uh, the red one, but it's not. I've been scammed, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a thing from the game. I got to say that for the most part, these early episodes do follow the game pretty well until they realize they're like, we don't have enough material to make a whole thing, and that's when they start making shit up. But well, because the the guy that offered me that's was the Pokemon Center that's right outside Mount Moon. Yeah, he's so. like, you want to? Hey kid, you want to buy a Magikarp? Did he did he open up his uh, his trench coat and just have a Magikarp sitting there? <laughs> Have we gotten That'll to fetch a high price? Have we gotten to the laugh out loud moment yet? No. Okay. No, what made me laugh is way later, and it probably wouldn't make most people laugh, but it made me laugh. All right. So, of course, while the ship is sailing and the they are going ape shit on the free food, which is exactly what I would do if hello. it was. A, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Ding dong! Hello. <laughs> There's no, there's there's no debate about that. I mean, I think the three of us would literally be fighting people to get over to the free food. Oh yeah, Eric would just Does plow that right sound through. Like a man who had all that he could eat. Listen, <laughs> by the time you guys noticed there was free food, I was already eating free food. <laughs> I like the way your I, brain I'd works. Live, I'd live off of free food. <laughs> So, what kind of food is this? My favorite. What? Pizza? Burgers? Free. Oh. <laughs> I meant like, no, I know what you meant. <laughs> but the answer... It tastes better when you know you didn't spend anything for it. That's the thing, right? Is like, unless I'm actually allergic to it, or I think it's disgusting, if it's free, I'm eating it. And don't <laughs> so... get me wrong. I've had some pretty expensive steaks before, but it just doesn't sit right knowing that, man, I could have had a game and a steak, but instead mm. of just having a steak. Mm. I think they call that buyer's remorse. Oh, man, you get that stuff. Like, oh. When you realize that, like, I could have gotten a brand new video game that I played for 100 hours for the amount I had for one meal. Yeah. It's Which was nice for have... about 20 minutes. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. That's, it is the worst. That was why my sister would get like money for, for her birthday or something like that. And she'd buy candy. I'd buy a video game or a movie. And next day she's out of candy and I'm still playing my game. I feel like we're the type of people that would end up starving because we're like, no, no money on food. We need things and just fucking die. Oh, no, 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 sir. If there is one thing that I am really bad at spending my money on, it is absolutely food. Because when I'm hungry, I am eating. Regardless of whether or not it's logically sound for my wallet. Nope, I'm hungry, I'm eating, and it that's that's final. It is a very bad decision. And I fully I oh man. I own it. You want to eat that three hundred dollar cheeseburger? Well no, I'm not stupid. I'm hungry, not (laughs) stupid. No, I would not eat a cheeseburger that friggin' expensive. Hell no. And that's just it. I love me a good steak, but I very rarely get it when I go out to eat because it's always so damn expensive. And it's I, I'm very picky about my stuff. 
So hey. anyway, hey there, hey there, young ten-year-old boy. I like your Pokemon, and you like mine too. We should trade. And Brock's like, I like your girl. So in the moment of Ash relying on Brock to help him make smart decisions, Brock is so enamored by this girl's appearance that he's just like, oh yeah, trade, trade. Everybody should trade. I want to trade. It's just like... I have been in that position before. <laughs> I cannot fault Brock. His... There's only enough blood flow for one head. I understand. All right. Understood. But still, this, so, I guess how trading actually works in the games, of course, you you run it through the system, so they have that in the anime, too, which, if you think about it, makes sense, because you're not just going to be like, oh, hey, here's this, and I'll take that, because the Pokemon's going to be like, you're not my master, so I'm assuming the machine actually... Some kind of imprint swap or something? Yeah, probably. So Ash trades away Butterfree and gets Eradicate and has immediate buyer's um, remorse. As would I. And as of course, anyone. this you is even when... catch Eradicate. Get out of here. <laughs> and of course, the best part is this is when James reveals what happens <laughs> and how he spent <laughs> the money. And Meow scratches the Pokeball. It's like, it's gold-plated, you idiot. And Jesse, <laughs> Jesse literally beats the shit out of him. And now, who's that Pokemon? Eric, who's hmm. that Pokemon? I'm going to guess Raticate. It's Raticate! So, of I'm course... I'm think of, like, all the Pokemon that we saw in there, and Raticate is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, don't get used to that, Pokemon. Yeah, dude, we see hella Pokemon this episode, by the way, when we get to that list. Holy shit. <laughs> so, Ash has his little memory about Butterfree and his instant regret, but he doesn't have long enough to think about it because the Team Rocket grunts arrive and use special backpacks to suck up Pokeballs. They start with... sucking balls. <laughs> and, oh my god, the innuendo is terrible because they're like, suck, suck them all. Like, oh, this is terrible. It is pretty, pretty bad. So this becomes the ultimate team-up battle, where... So, yeah, so Ash is like, well, screw this, I'm gonna fight. Everybody, let's do it! Which is actually the smartest thing you can do. Use your Pokémon to fight Team Rocket. I mean, yeah, but, like, that's on Team Rocket. Like, why would you try to take over, just the two of you, a boat... Full of Pokemon trainers. Tell me, there's like at least ten other Team Rocket guys that show up. And they get their asses handed to them, which is the best part. So here is the part where it's funny. Because Ash sends Pikachu and tells him to do an attack. And nine other Pikachus show up and they do the attack together. And then he sends Char. And nine other Chars show up. And Squirtle and nine other Squirtles show up. <laughs> it's time for... Rock to bring out Geodude and four Geodudes show up. <laughs> he brings out Pidgeotto. There's a whole swarm of them. <laughs> there's like a hundred Pidgeotos. But Brock pulls it out and there's like four others. <laughs> but my best part, the best part is when the Butterfreeze are attacking, he goes, now it's my turn. And he throws out Raticate. Yeah, but he says Butterfree. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, you dumbass. Remember, you treated him! Oh. Oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Was So was that your laugh out loud moment? No, it's when four Geodudes show up to help his Geodude. Because <laughs> everybody else has everything. There's ten of them. There's yeah. ten of them. <laughs> it's just like, nope, this is, uh, yeah, this is just a couple other people have Geodudes. I mean, to be honest, it's not a whole lot of people had Geodudes in the game, so it makes sense. My other favorite thing about Team Rocket is that they're all about rare Pokemon, but anytime you fight a Rocket Grunt in the game, it's got Rattatas, Zubats. Just like, so literally all you did was you ran into Mount Moon and just started whipping Pokeballs around. And you ran, never left Mount Moon. You ran into a field and just whipped Pokeballs everywhere. So yeah. It's bound to catch something. So fortunately for all the Rocket Grunts, they get thrown from the ship just in time for the ship to capsize and sink. So Ash actually saved all of their lives or actually murdered them, depending on which way you want to. Oh, God. Want to take the this. captain of the ship. Oh, that that's actually funny as hell, too. Everything is fine. <laughs> but Go I'm back to your party. I'm but just going to test out this boat. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who didn't make it off the ship, say aye. All right, everyone got saved. Worst captain ever. <laughs> Look That's at my, that my, is my, the type of ship that deserves to be hijacked by Somalian pirates. Anyone who <laughs> off the ship, say aye. All right, everybody made it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. So of course, Ash and his friends don't make it because he's chasing. The Butterfree that he finally got back. And Team Rocket are chasing after the Magikarp that gets away from James. Because there goes my salary. There goes mine too. And the ship sinks and goes down. People still on board. To be continued. Episode ends and you're like, well, shit. Well, I'm glad we, we do two episodes. On the show. Exactly. Right. Like, son of a bitch. So, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters we ran into. The uh, the salesman is a, as mentioned before, is the direct reference to the Magikarp salesman in the games. Because he's in Red, Blue, Yellow, Fire, Red, Leaf, Green, and the Let's Go games, which are the remakes. In Root Force Pokemon Center, you can trade him for the Magikarp. For five hundred. Oh man, worst financial decision I've ever made. <laughs> uh, the gentleman character, the guy with that cool ass Raticate. He's just a generic gentleman, so don't expect to see that guy actually come back. It's not like he's a named character or anything. But yes. Generally, when you run into the gentleman in the game, they've got the uh, the full-on suit, the cane, the hat, or sometimes the Hawaiian shirt, depending on which version you're playing. But they can be tricky because they've always got a variety of Pokemon. Our first appearance, of course, of Team Rocket Grunts and Giovanni, who I must admit is still one of my favorite characters in the game and in the anime as well. 
Not just for the mob boss thing and everything, but let's be honest. Of all the things that Team Rocket has, right? Like, Team, at least we know about Jesse and James just being bumblish and moronic at times. At least, when it comes to Giovanni, the guy actually is somewhat of a badass and kind of gets the job done. Plus, he has competent minions. We'll meet them later. When we meet the other the other cowboy duo, Butch and Cassidy, who are Jesse and James's rivals in the group. Wow, Jesse James and Butch Cassidy. I know, very original. But yes. So the ship has sank. How are they gonna get out of it? That takes so, us to Well, so as far as Pokemon goes, only one real debut and it's the Persian, but hello Pokemon in this episode. Yeah, but nothing we haven't already seen. Yeah, other not... than that one. Other than the one. We've literally seen every single Pokemon that appears in it, including some idiot kid sent their Caterpie into battle. What are you yep. thinking? Hey, somebody has to be dumber than Ash. <laughs> uh, actually, we also get the debut of Magikarp. Well, not necessarily. I think we've seen Magikarps in the past, but this is James's Magikarp. Don't get used to it. because he, he doesn't have it for long. I no, he does not. This is the first time that we have a captured Magikarp. Yes, there you go. So this takes us to Pokemon Shipwreck. The Pokemon version of the Poseidon Adventure, which of course confirms immediately that people realize they didn't make it off the ship. And yeah, off- it immediately starts with a funeral at sea for them. Yes, which makes me wonder... If they contacted anybody about this, or if Officer Jenny's just like, well, five people died. Let's just... I mean, she knows who they... She knows their names, at least. She knew all their names. Well, she knew all the humans' names. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't think anybody associates Meowth as being part of the, the team. He's just a talking Pokemon. We haven't even gotten his backstory yet. So, yep, let's go and see what happens on the overturned ship. So right away, Ash wakes up, and it turns out he's literally hanging from a table. It's like, why are you guys upside down? (laughs) Why are you on the ceiling? You're the one that's upside down. So, yeah, and of course, there's real fish. And he realizes that we've capsized, we've sank, what are we going to do? And Jesse and James get a... They never think really think about this stuff, but being upside down, like you wouldn't be able to walk on the ceiling. You would pull through the ceiling and be on the bottom of the floor of the floor below of a, of the floor above. Right. But well, we've oh, never okay. established that these are the greatest thinking people in the world. No, but like n- no, nothing ever comes up with that stuff, especially if it's like a fancy one and has drop ceilings. You're like you're going through a floor. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Jesse and James have a much better introduction in this one because they are sunbathing on a beach. Ah, oh, that nice hot sun, and they realize they woke up because one of the one of the oven's gas ranges burst, and they are literally being fried. So I was like, so what are we going to do? Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> hey, Ekans! Use acid! 
And the outs are flicking you. Yeah. Well, great. So, of course, they get washed away. That that room fills with water very quickly. Meanwhile, they're like, so how do we, Ash and his friends like, so how do we get out of here? Oh, well, here's an idea. Let's go down to the deck so we can get out. Brock's like, well, that could be dangerous. If we hit a dead end, we could drown, which is a real problem. So Misty has an actual good idea. Send out the Goldeen to scout. And it comes back a with a real in-depth discussion about what's the best idea. Go down to the upper deck or go up to the bottom and cut of the, through ship. the hole. Well, they realize that one way ain't going to work, so they're forced to go the other way. But yeah, the gold D shows up with Team Rocket. Yep. So yeah, so they're that like Gold Dean saved their lives. It did. That Gold Dean is freaking ripped, dude. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> the best part is when they they're like, let's have a battle. So we send out Ekans and Coughing against Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Geo, dude, and that immediately makes the ship start to start to fall and they realize it's off balance so like quick send them to the other side so they go and it goes the other way yes because the ship is conveniently right on top of a little it's it's perched on a rock yeah it's perched on a rock in the middle of a big a big trench (laughs) giant ass trench and And then they keep going back and forth until misty has had enough the best part is, no, Geodude, come back to our side. <laughs> yeah, the rock Pokemon is not working very well, is it? So, yeah, she's like, idiots, call back your Pokemon. So everything gets... Yeah, here's the funny thing. It's like two of those Pokemon float most of the time. So they're they're not actually messing with the weight distribution of the ship. No, but Geodude's like, I'm just going to bounce. <laughs> so Geodude almost kills them here. That's This is canon, by the way. Everyone put your Pokemon back, except for Ash, because his is a bitch. Because <laughs> Pikachu can't, I can't, can't be contained. She's like, we have to work together to survive. So they all do, like, the super reluctant handshake, and Pikachu shocks me out. And Misty actually has to scold him. Pikachu is the boss there. <laughs> oh, Pikachu is savage in this episode. I'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, especially when he uh, uh, attempts a murder, gets stopped, and snaps his fingers as he's like, yeah, darn, well, I almost... I almost did a murder. Okay, so now that Dan has blown the spot, we shall do, we'll we'll discuss that when we get to it. But yes, Pikachu is a straight I savage. Away with it if it wasn't for these meddling kids. Pikachu is a straight <laughs> savage. Straight oh, savage. Like, I'm like, oh my god, did he really? So this part is the one part I actually have. It this is kind of a fun little adventure survival episode, and it is funny, but. We just established that all these Pokemon could affect the weight of the ship. So I got a great idea. Let's use Onyx to make a staircase. Yeah, but only one at a time is okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, It's dark. What do we do? Here's Charmander. Light the way. Oh, this is a big-ass gap. Well, let's use Bulbasaur's vines to go across the fire, which would probably have killed them. This is where I have a, a problem with Ash, right? I think Ash is a terrible fucking trainer. However, I think Ash is an ex- excellent, like, search and rescue person. 
<laughs> so so those uh, those Pokemon search and rescue games. What is it like? The rescue team, like Ash should just be there. Yeah, that should be Ash's you're thing, like, right? Yeah, you're like here. Here you go. Th- this is more for you. There. We go. So so first of all, the fire would have fried Bulbasaur's whips. It also would have fried them because if you know anything about how heat works, they would have been incinerated crossing that giant inferno. But the worst part here is as Jesse and James are confessing their kindness to each other and potential feelings for one another, not only do Ash and his friends cross, but the Bulbasaur goes with them and literally leaves them behind. Because they're kind of dicks. And now, who's that Pokemon? Oh. Damn. Does it happen right here? It does happen right here. But think about the episode as a whole. As a whole, I want to say Magikarp. You are correct! It's Magikarp! I was either going to go Magikarp or Gyarados. So here's the best part, is now that they're completely exhausted and they're at the last place to get out, they're they're like, we're going to use Flamethrower, we're going to cut through the hole, and then when the water comes out, everybody strap into a water-type Pokémon... And swim to safety. Without taking into account that Team Rocket doesn't friggin' have one, so they literally leave them behind. Even Team Rocket is just okay with the plan, and then they realize they don't have one. Yes. So everybody's attached to a water Pokemon so they can make it to the surface. Uh, Charmander almost dies. Dude, this, I actually love this part where Charmander opens the hole and it starts coming, and you see him running away from the water, and he's holding... <laughs> His tail in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. I made a mistake. <laughs> and the camera just freezes and it cuts to Morgan Freeman. It was at this time he realized he made a mistake. That You know, Ash should have just called him back immediately once that hole opened up. I don't uh, understand why he let that fucking Charmander run. Well, he has his little panic attack. He's like, oh, maybe this would have been a good idea. I'll be okay with Squirtle. Yeah. Actually, it was, uh, yeah, because it's friggin' Goldeen and Starmie. They all should have probably attached themselves to Starmie. Yeah, really. Squirtle, (laughs) yeah, Squirtle got the the crap end of the job because it had to pull Pikachu, too. You know, Pikachu could have made this easy for itself and just gotten into the ball where it would have survived and not drowned, but, you know. Right. As Dan said earlier. Uh, dude, I, I, I'm... I need to like look at Pikachu. Like, God damn it! I understand, but we're in a sinking fucking ship. Can you please get in the goddamn Pokeball? There are. <laughs> there is an episode late coming later on. We'll actually review it sooner than it aired because it's another out of out of place episode. When we get to the snow episode, where Ash is begging Pikachu to get into the Pokeball so it won't die, and it just won't do it. Ugh. It's freaking Pikachu. So I am loving this podcast, by the way, because I'm having so much fun rewatching this, but also ripping on Ash. Because we're, <laughs> we're realizing, like, that Ash is the literal worst. So they all take off, and then the, the place is filling with water, and Team Rocket realizes, oh, wait, we don't have a water type. We're all going to die. And then they have that brain moment where they're like, oh, well, coughing is buoyant. We should just use that and float to the top. No, but James is like, <laughs> you stupid bastards. It's a sailboat. And then they go, a schooner is a sailboat. 
Guys, you made fun of me, <laughs> I, and we had spent our two our months today, but it's gonna save our life. And then you know what? Low punny's just... not real. <laughs> and the magic carp comes out, and it just flops around. And tell like, me, this oh. thing can't swim. <laughs> so of and course, and so Mioff gets mad, tries to bite it, and they're like, "God, oh, you know, it's only scales <laughs> and bone." Gee. Oh, this is such a great, this is such a funny-ass moment, too, which is also absolutely ridiculous because the whole concept of, yeah, let's, uh, we left them behind. They basically left them to drown. They're like, what's taking Team Rocket so long? It's just like, well, we can't worry about that. Let's find dry land. So, in fact, I did not know that Magikarp turned into Gyarados until I saw this fucking episode. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And that's when I was just like, you son of a bitch. And I got that Magikarp back out from my uh, Pokebox. I mean, if you want a really good... The only thing you can't do with Gyarados is put it up... Is Electro-types will slaughter it because of the stupid dual water flying. Yeah, the four times weakness. But anything else you can go up against because grass might... Because... Grass takes down water, but flying has the advantage over grass, so it cancels itself out. So Gyarados can be an ace in the hole, especially if you're going up against... You're going up against, like, a if there's a fire ground type and you whip out Gyarados, that Pokemon's screwed. Not only are the ground attacks completely ineffective, but the fire attacks will be not very effective. But if you want a really good Gen 1 water Pokemon and you didn't pick Squirtle, Lapras. Oh, yeah. I say go with Lapras. Water Ice. Water yeah. Ice. I could go for some Water Ice. Or Italian Ice, as we call uh, it in Jersey. <laughs> I think Water Ice is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's delicious. It's, the, it's a unique typing, too, isn't it? Isn't it the only wa- uh, Water Ice Pokemon? Uh, no, I don't think so. There have been other water ice Pokemon in future gens. Uh, you know what? Um, I, I just pulled up the, the Bulbapedia. Let's find, yeah, Sfeel, Celio, and Walt and Walrein in Gen 3 ruined it. Seal? Really? Sfeel. S-P-H-E-A-L. Also, as far as, I believe Dugong, yeah, Dugong, Dugong and Cloyster. So, yeah, not even Gen 1 is unique. Dugong and Cloyster are Water Ice, too. I really want Water Ice now. You know what's, a, you know what's bad, though? You pull out your, your Snover or your Obama Snow and Ice Grass Pokemon. If Fire gets a hold of that, you're done. Oh, yeah. You're just done. Okay. Anyway, back to the, uh. Back to the adventure here. So Ash sends out Pidgeotto to find some dry land because we're going to do what Noah did, which is put two of every Pokemon on the Ark and let him go to town. Oh, wait, this is a kid's anime. Never mind. But Pidgeotto comes back with the (laughs) drowned corpses of Jesse, James, and Meowth. They're like, man, they were our enemies, but they didn't deserve this. Let's give them a proper burial at sea. And they immediately go to push him in the water. That's when they realize they're still alive. And now for the ultimate Pikachu Savage moment when he realizes Meowth survived. 
he snaps <laughs> his fingers in disappointment. And that is that was my laugh out loud moment. Just straight up gangster. Just like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh shit. Pikachu's an asshole. So the next day, after sleeping a night out at sea, they realize that we are starving, so what are we gonna eat? Well, this useless Magikarp. And that's when Meowth bites it and breaks its fangs. And they're like, did you not check your Pokedex, Ash? I mean, Ash whips his Pokedex out for everything else. It's only scale and bones. And James is like, I don't want to be your master anymore. You're useless. And he kicks it into the ocean. And And he done fucked up. (laughs) Because it immediately evolves into a Gyarados. Immediately hits level 20 and evolves into a Gyarados. (laughs) And Ash is just like... Oh, what's this? So, like, Gyarados has a horrible temper, and it's very dangerous. Its jaws can crush rocks. So James is like, oh, hey, I'm your master. Remember me? And it just <laughs> yells at him. So they're like, get all the water types out and fill them to pull us and everyone row. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. Misty sends out Goldeen, Staryu, and Starmie. It's like, I've got a great strategy. Get away from it. <laughs> And then finally... It stays, it stays, like, 20 feet behind them the whole time. Yeah. And then it just gives up. And they're like, oh, well, it just evolved, so it's obviously tired. And she, Misty's like, uh, no. This is Dragon Rage. As it calls in more Gyaradoses. And they create a water spout, which destroys the raft and pulls everyone away. And then the episode ends, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. An actual cliffhanger, two episodes in a row. Yeah. What a roller coaster, though. What a roller coaster. But it's but it's a fun episode. It's an adventure episode. And they, they took some creative liberties, but they make it they make it work. So this is the first real time we see a Gyarados. I mean, we've seen one in the first episode. It kind of goes after Ash. But we actually get a glimpse of a real Gyarados and what it can do. And of course, the trivia is just like, there are references to Titanic and the Poseidon adventure in here. Well. No, duh. <laughs> so, of course. And no Team Rocket motto. And Jesse's real name is Jessica. But they even, like, don't they try to do it at one point? But they're, like, too exhausted. Oh, they do it on their, they do it in their dream sequence. They do, like, a casual version of it. So there's actually interesting trivia. Because there's... It's weird that the police knew that Jesse and James went down. Their presence wasn't known until shortly before the sinking. And there was never a roll call, so how did they even know people went down with the ship? Maybe the people who actually survived were like, hey, Team Rocket, and they just put two and two together because, like, ah, those fuckers are always following Ash. Unless those other grunts survived and were like, nope, two of them didn't make it off the ship. So Giovanni just thinks that they're dead. This would have been a perfect time for them to just, like, you know, start anew. Have new lives. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, so. So our next two episodes, this is where we are going to do the Out of Sync review. 
at least, well, not out of sync in canon. It's in the right place, but it airs as a lost episode. The next episode is called Island of the Giant Pokemon. One of my personal favorite episodes of the original series is this episode. And I'm not going to say what goes on in it because Dan hasn't seen it. And I want him to get a a full-on first viewing. The episode after that is called Beauty and the Beach. This is one that had to be redone and dubbed specifically for air in the United States because of James's giant boobs, his giant fake boobs. It also has a really funny reference to Misty not having a chest that does not make it into the dub when it's basically James mocking her. The uh, That scene does get cut. And it has a distinct change over who's that Pokemon because it's really funny in the original... Japanese version, but in the American version, we get an actual Pokemon. We will discuss that in the trivia. But, yes, we have, uh... Also, uh, Island of the Giant Pokemon has a different Who's That Pokemon based on Japan versus America. So... But again, we will get to the, uh, the trivia on that next time. So, Island of the Giant Pokemon and Beauty and the Beach which is aired out of sync in the dub version, but we're going to review it in the proper order because that's how we're going to do the show. That will be next time on the PokeCast. So as we close up here, let me quickly make mention of facebook.com slash group slash PokeCast. You can join the group. There was an issue with people commenting. I had tried to set up the group so there were questions that you could answer for us to get to know you, but the way the group setting went up is that it was... You, you had to answer them only when you attempted to post a comment, and that wasn't really fun. So I got rid of that, and it is a public group that anyone can join. So feel free to join and check out the, uh, the teams that we are putting together, our ultimate Pokemon teams. And I'll be doing graphics for that. Uh, one of our members has already made his team, and we're going to start putting that team to work in the Pokemon simulator down the line. Should be fun. I am looking forward to that. And of course, I share lots and lots of Pokemon memes in there, which I encourage you guys to do as well when you encounter Pokemon memes and stuff like that. Other than that... There's not really too much to say other than CKCC Radio. Check out all the great shows. You can listen to Dan and I on the Stupid Sexy Podcast where we review every Simpsons ever. You can listen to Eric on Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. And you can listen to all three of us on the Nerd Table. So I think that's, uh... That's it, huh? I think that's it. Yeah. Mm. But... I feel like Ash's progression is getting better. But just not battling. It, it it does actually get better, but you are correct. It is a uh, it, it's not it's not the progression you would like it to make. No, but he got After full information playing... in his Pokedex about Raticate and then traded it back. <laughs> yeah, so I guess okay, that that's true. So the next he, time he, he is wor- learning. Although there are moments I think in future episodes where he's like, "What is that?" And when he sees a Pokemon he's clearly seen before, so. Oh, is this a bird? <laughs> that mean? Is this I a mean, bird? 
I can't remember all the Pokemon I've seen. I mean, yeah, I... I, <laughs> I can't blame him. <laughs> I remember when I was 10, I could also recite all 151 Pokemon in order, so... Yep, so could I. Can't, can't do that When anymore. I was 10, Pokemon didn't exist. So, yeah. Agreed. All right, that wraps up this edition of the PokeCast. So we told you what's coming up next time, Island of the Giant Pokemon, Beauty and the Beach. And then we will continue on after that as the journey of Ass Ketchum continues. But that wraps this up. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.